Hi, and welcome to One Little Candle, a place where God's people can come to be encouraged and inspired to be the light that God calls us to be. And when our flame is burning bright, we can't help but light the flame of others along the way. Don't think that you can make a difference in your little corner of the world? Yes, you can, because all it takes is one little candle. I'm your host, Rebecca Bershwinger. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited. I can't wait to share with you my guest for today. Recently, I had the pleasure of interviewing Amanda Schaefer. Amanda is the creator and host of a Cup of Gratitude podcast. Join me as Amanda shares a little bit of her amazing life story, all about her podcast, including how it got started, and what you can find when you tune in to her podcast. I know that by the end of the chat, you will be, just as I was, encouraged and inspired to maybe perhaps look at things differently in life, especially life's challenges, and begin to see things with an attitude of gratitude, which is life-changing. So stay tuned. Okay, are you ready to be inspired and challenged? Just a little bit about Amanda real quick. She is not only in addition to being an excellent podcast host, she is an author, a publisher, and a speaker. She loves DIY projects, her rescue dog, Darcy, and spending time working in the garden. And whatever she does, she does it with a heart of gratitude and the hope that comes from her deep relationship with Jesus. And I love the question that Amanda asks at the beginning of her podcast, She talks about the question, is your cup half empty or half full? And then she says something profound. She says that she thinks a better question is, what's in your cup? I love that. And then she goes on to say that one drop of gratitude will benefit your life unimaginably more than a full cup of anything else. So here is my interview with Amanda Schaefer. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to One Little Candle. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am grateful that you're here. Actually, I am full of gratitude today because you're taking the time to chat with me about your podcast, A Cup of Gratitude. Well, I am grateful anytime I get a chance to talk with a fellow believer, certainly somebody else who's endeavoring to do what I set out to do. Um, We are kindred spirits. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And I came across your podcast, I, the timing was perfect because I had just come off of doing a three-part series on One Little Candle about um, a really difficult life experience. Mm-hmm. And in the third episode, um, it was about greed. And the two cures that I had mentioned for greed were generosity and gratitude. Mm-hmm. And when I when I came across your podcast, I was like, ooh, well, first of all, the title, A Cup of Gratitude, right? You can't go wrong with that. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, no. I was like, A Cup of Gratitude, I've got to check this out. Um, and so I did. I was like, wow, I need to direct my listeners 
to Amanda's podcast here because your story that you share, I love the Dry Bones episode, by the way. I think that's one of my favorites. Valuable Dry Bones. Um, but between your story and then the stories of your guests that come on and, and share about finding gratitude in the most difficult and challenging situations, I thought, what a great resource. Well, thank you so much. You know, when I started out, I really thought I was going to be interjecting a lot more solo work like that about my own story, but I can't even keep up with the interviews. So someday I'll get a few of those out there again, too. Well, because we all have a story, right? Absolutely. So you're giving me a chance right now to tell my story um, and I can still work on the things I've been given and get caught up. <laughs> there you go. Like you said the other day, linking arms. I love that. Yes, linking arms. It's it's the way to go. And I get so encouraged when we all support each other's ministry. Me too. So tell me a little bit and tell our listeners a little bit of your story behind the birth of a cup of gratitude. Okay. Well, you know, Rebecca, 2020 was a crazy year for everyone. And for me, it was a complete life change. So to tell you how a cup of gratitude began, like every good story, I, I need to give you some of the backstory. Mm -hmm. So my son and I lived in a home that I owned. Um, I was a published author and a speaker. I had some book signings and speaking engagement scheduled. And I truly felt like I was gaining momentum as I followed God's lead one step at a time. And my son and I had started a publishing company several years before, not only to get my stories out, but eventually to help others do the same. So we had been successful in learning to navigate the world of publishing books with two of my own projects. And we spent time finding the right printer, establishing connections, creating platforms, all of those good things. My son's a graphic artist and I went to NYU and majored in dramatic writing. So I did content editing. So between the two of us, we had the skills necessary to do what we felt God was asking us to. And I, I was doing all of this and feeling like I was in my stride. And then out of nowhere, God began prompting me in about the early fall, I think, of 219, to speak with my parents about moving in with them to help them. They're 87 and almost 91, and they live in a farmhouse, which was built in the 1600s. And they had decided years ago they wanted to stay there, so they built an addition onto the main house because the main house had all upstairs bedrooms and curvy stairs, slippery wooden oh, floors, wow. all that that kind of stuff that wouldn't have been a very good option for them. Mm -hmm. So because of that, we had this loose plan that my son and I would move there and help them, quote unquote, someday. But they didn't seem to really need us yet. But this prompting from God, it got stronger and stronger. So my son and I prayed about it and then shared it with my parents. They prayed about it. And even though it didn't make sense to us, we began to do the work necessary to kind of make the space on the second floor of the main house, which was plenty large enough, enough for us to use. And we began doing everything that we thought we would need to do to maybe move in at the end of the summer in 2020. So then my dad began to have his little series of falls. And each time he wasn't hurt, but we began to see that we were going to need to move in sooner. We started working really hard and by February, we had made the space there, but there was still my entire house to box up and empty it and have it moved. So I began the process of packing. And just about then, we learned about the pandemic and everything changed. Pennsylvania was on lockdown. 
by March, uh, we found ourselves scurrying to get the bedroom set up at my parents' place and to make the move. And um, to make a long story short, um, we moved by carloads because we couldn't even have trucks um, yeah. or movers at that point, trying to keep them safe in their bubble. So we drove our cars back and forth, packed to the brim with all our stuff. Uh, eventually, we moved all our things in and stored the rest of my parents' garage, not kind of what I had foreseen. And I gave away or threw away everything that we didn't really need. Um, everything I had set up, all my book signings, speaking events, they were all canceled. And we were now just living all as one family in their home, even though I still own my home down the street that we had to check in on. And as we adjusted to all the responsibilities, um, I was so thankful that God had prepared me you know, ahead of time. Uh, but without writing books or speaking, um, being so cut off from the world, I really struggled with how to continue to share the gospel. I'm, I'm a pretty gregarious person, I'm very outspoken for for God, and I'm always doing something for his kingdom, and it just felt weird to me, um, you know, just to be quiet and hear. But I thought maybe this was just what I had to do for this season. And then um, one day, I felt God saying to me that there are many ways to tell a story, well, the next thing you know, I'm out buying a microphone and converting <laughs> an old closet into a podcasting booth, trying to make it look cute and everything. Um, but what I set out to do from that point on was to share people's stories from the lens and the perspective of gratitude. And my goal was to share God's story through everyone else's story. And so I pre-recorded a few weeks of episodes, and then I just started letting them out there in January. Wow. <laughs> this is so typical of God. Yeah. <laughs> You're headed one direction and all of a sudden it's like, eh, put the brakes on. Yeah. I have something else in mind for you. And here you are doing something that was totally probably not even a blip on the radar for you. Not at all. Right. Hon for the podcast. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And it was another time that he put me in a situation where I had no idea what I was doing. He did that with the publishing company. He did that with writing the books, you know. Yeah. So I wasn't too shocked. And I've learned if I don't know what I'm doing, God does. So if he asked me to do it, just do it. Yes. And you know what I love? I love the fact that you're working with your son. Yeah. that's great. It is. I love that, too. I'm all about intergenerational everything. Mm -hmm. um, and I think so is God, you know. He says, um, he says that he puts us in families and he calls himself the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, you know, so he sees us individually, but he loves to see us do things together as a family too. Oh, how true that is. Yeah. I'm a little envious. <laughs> I have, it's funny because when I started my podcast, um, you know, I had, I had to learn a lot like sound editing and, yeah. you know, software and again about microphones and condenser mics and, you know, all these things. And it's like, I'm the tech geek in the family, <laughs> my grown children. And it's like, I have no one to turn to, to say, can you help me with this? Uh, because they're either, you know, uh, transportation workers or mechanics or teachers mm -hmm. or, you know, so, but I think it's a wonderful blessing that you and your son um, are working together. And it, it really is. And we, you know, I couldn't have asked for someone better because I'll have an idea and I get a little crazy with it. I can see it in my head, but I don't know how to articulate it. But he knows mm -hmm. me well enough that he makes it happen. Definitely God stuff. 
I can see where his hand has been on you with this podcast and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. So gratitude, let's focus a little bit on gratitude. Um, how can gratitude really make a difference in a person's life? Well, I think that gratitude literally changes your brain chemistry. I mean, on my second episode, I have a licensed psychotherapist uh, come on, Lauren Bittner, and she shares about this in great detail. So if you want to know more about it in great detail, you can go check that episode out. But she shares what happens to the brain when we choose gratitude. So I'll do my best to make it simple. So the more you practice thinking about something, the more the brain cells line up and create this thing called a neural network. Mm -hmm. And the more that you travel that and the more that you practice, the more natural it feels and the less resistance there is. And eventually, when we get squeezed, what will come out is gratitude if we've been practicing it. At least that's what we're we're hoping for. Um, I think... uh, I think that <laughs> nobody's ever going to be a hundred percent with that, but I've noticed that that's what comes out a lot more often now because I, I intentionally start there. So it almost becomes an ingrained habit at that point, right? You kind of maybe yeah. start to gravitate towards being thankful and yes. seeing the good because I think with what's going on in this day and age and the darkness in our world, it's just getting thicker. Yes. I feel as though people are going to have to maybe look harder. No, am I wrong there? Like to find no, stuff they, to be thankful for. Um, you have to really uncover it, right? You do. You do. Sometimes it's hidden. Um, yeah. You have to you, set out you, to notice it. There you go. Yeah, like, like you're saying, you just, again, if if you do it and it will become an ingrained habit. And like you said, you're not going to hit it right 100% no. of the time. Um, and some things might be difficult, you know, some situations might be more difficult than others to find the gratitude. Yeah. What would you say is the biggest roadblock to being thankful or having an attitude of gratitude? That's a very good question. Um, I think there are several facets to what my answer would be. So I think we get stuck in our everyday schedules and responsibilities and that we convince ourselves that certain things are more important than others and that we don't have time to slow down or to rest. Mm-hmm. So we rush through our days caught up in our busyness and we miss how miraculous life is. We forget that things like breathing and seeing and hearing, that they're gifts to be thankful for and that not everyone has those things. Uh, We don't stop to marvel at a sunset or a rainbow or how perfectly round tiny dewdrops are on a flower in the morning. You know, we choose comparison over gratitude, I think, a lot of times as well, and find ourselves unsatisfied with what we have because we're so focused on what we want or what we see someone else has. And you know what? That's an excellent point. I don't think I ever would have picked it, but I think you just hit the nail right on the head with comparison. Yeah, like I said, it's multifaceted because I think there's a lot of reasons, um, there are a lot of reasons why there's a roadblock to it because we're already thinking a different way. Um, And I also think we live in a world, especially here in America, where we feel entitled to certain things. And we don't realize that most of the world doesn't even have access to what we do. Uh, I went on a mission trip in uh, a few years back in Malawi, Africa. And that was the time it really showed me this part of this for myself. 
And these beautiful people, they were happy and grateful for what they had. They helped their neighbors. Everyone in the village supported everyone else. They tried to be sure everyone had what they needed. Most of them didn't have shoes or food. You know, the churches and the houses didn't have doors or windows, uh, sometimes no roof. They didn't have air conditioning or clean water. There was malaria and all kinds of other diseases that they didn't have medicine for. And like their bed was a grass mat laid on a bumpy dirt floor, you know, but yet I have never met such grateful people. You hear that a lot too. They talk about the smiles even, right? That you yes. See a lot of the time there's yes. smiling and yeah. oh my goodness. Wow. Amazing. There's a funny little story. So uh, apparently one of the traditions over there, it's very different culturally as men, if they're friends, will come alongside and like hold your hand, right? So I was with this one gentleman who's a very, very tall, very large police officer from America. And we're walking along, uh, he was my partner that day, and we're walking along this dusty trail in the middle of nowhere. And this guy that we don't know came up and just started holding his hand with intertwined fingers and was swinging his arm back and forth. <laughs> it was the best thing ever, but that's, that's what they do, you know? Yeah. I would have loved to have seen the look on that man's face. Oh, I, I took a picture with my phone. <laughs> yeah, because it is. It's so it's so different than what we're yeah. used to. Like you said, it's a culture thing, very different Absolutely. ways of communicating. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I love that. <laughs> is there um, – because when you start something like a podcast and, or yeah. you know, jump into something, a different endeavor – you find that you learn a lot of things along the way that you never mm -hmm. expected. That's true. Is there, yeah. Is there something about gratitude that you've learned through having this podcast that you never expected to learn that kind of surprised you? Yes. Um, I've learned that when we talk with people and really listen, when we lean in and embrace someone else's story, that we gain gratitude for our own lives. And you don't have to have a podcast for this to be true. But when you make yourself completely available to another person and you listen to them with no agendas other than like love and respect for what they want to share, you're going to walk away grateful. And I think it's based on the fact that I believe we're made to be in community and yes. that we need that deep kind of connection. A lot of people listen just to wait for their turn to talk. Um, yes, they're, and they're thinking about what they're going to say in response, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So in doing this, and I've always been someone who really valued uh, someone else's opinion and story and what they had to say. But the process that I do of a pre-recording call and then the time spent prayerfully writing questions for the interview and then the actual real-time organic conversation that happens, it's taught me how to not only listen – but to give the gift to others of having felt that they were really heard. And in doing that and giving that gift full of attention and, and your full care, I think I come alive in a new way and it encourages me and it makes me feel positive and thankful. Absolutely. Um, and you, you're talking about being heard and that alone can be life-changing for a person. It can. Right? Just it can. knowing that they're heard yeah a lot of people that i have had the, the uh honor to interview 
a lot of them are very well known in whatever platform they're working, ministry they're doing. And I have had several people say to me, thank you. Thank you. I feel like you heard me. So it just shows that people aren't really doing that anymore. Well, you just you just mentioned this a little while ago, all the distractions, all the busyness. Yeah. Uh, you know, your mind being here and your mind being, I, I like one instance is my uh, daughter asked me about my grandson spending the night last night. Mm-hmm. And I knew I had a lot to do today, <laughs> including <laughs> our interview, but also we have people coming over for my birthday. Oh, and, happy uh, birthday. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> this is a great way to spend it, talking with Amanda Schaefer. I, I love it. Thank you. Um, but I, my, I knew that my mind would be elsewhere. Yes. And I couldn't give him the time and attention that he deserved. As guilty as I felt about saying, no, it's not a yes. good night. I couldn't be there fully with him. And yeah. I didn't want that for him. Yeah. I wanted to give him my time and attention. And adults are the same way, <laughs> especially it's when we're going through a difficult trial, right? We yeah. want someone to just even acknowledge, just to listen and acknowledge what we're feeling or going through. That's right. We all need that. Yeah, we really yeah. do. So there are a lot of people, and I'm sure people listening, they're going through a really challenging time right now. All kinds of trials that, that we go through. So they're probably not really feeling, I've been that way. Like, yeah, I don't really feel like being thankful right now. Right. <laughs> but knowing that we really, I think it's an imperative that we do seek gratitude. Mm-hmm. So what's just one small first step that someone could take to begin to find gratitude in the midst of their trials, difficulties, and pain? Okay. Um, There's a couple things that come to mind if I can share more than one. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. The first thing is start simple. Okay. Okay. You can't, you know, go from where your mind is at if you're going through difficulty immediately to being grateful. That's just unrealistic. So, Find a few things that you're grateful for. Write them down. Uh, I like to keep them all together in a gratitude journal. And when you write things down, you can then go back and look at those good things when you're having a bad day again, or you don't know how to get your emotions to a place of hope and gratitude. And they're going to bring you back to that feeling of being grateful. Yeah. 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 Um, I also... Um, well, I'm a journaler, if, even if you're not, though, this, and, and, and you can also just be in general, just think of a couple areas in your life to be grateful for or a few people who inspire you and maybe think about why. Um, one of the things that I started doing um, is, you know, before you get out of bed, the alarm goes off. And as soon as you wake up, I mean, I know this for myself, I can't be the only one. I'm already complaining in my head about waking up going to work. I'm annoyed with something I have to do that day. But now I make it an intentional thing. And now it's become a good habit. But in the beginning, I had to think about it before I sit up, even before I put my feet on the floor. When I open my eyes, I begin to be grateful for being alive, for having a bed to sleep in, a roof over my head, for, you know, food in my refrigerator, my family, a new day, whatever you can think of. Get a few of those thoughts in your head before you actually get up and interact with anyone else or do anything. 
And I'm telling you, it's better than coffee. And I love coffee, but <laughs> it, it starts working that neural network we were talking about earlier and it reinforces this is going to be a good day because I have things that I can be grateful for. Um, and then for me, a big proponent of gratitude is my faith. If I'm having trouble, I can look above my circumstances to God, to his character, his love for me, and you know, hope rises in me at that point. Um, and then the last thing I would say is do something whenever you can that makes you really happy. Mm. You know, I love DIY projects or like gardening or painting. When I do those, they take my mind off my problems and they bring me into this freedom of a creative space where I'm not thinking I'm doing and expressing. Um, mm -hmm. Those things all are really simple and they all will help. Uh, you sound like me. I love to work with my hands. Yeah. Whenever I'm creating, I just I just have such a, a free, freeing feeling inside. It feels good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, gardening. That's my quiet time with the Lord. Yes, mine too. <laughs> I love it. Garden. Those are those are wonderful words of wisdom. Because it is the first the first thing in the morning. We can overwhelm ourselves mm -hmm. if we start to go there, right? With mm -hmm. all that you have to do or whatever you're facing. And if maybe we could just stop. Yeah. And then just like you said look at the bed that you're lying in, you know, or that you got yeah. a good night's sleep last night if you did. Hopefully yeah. you did. Um, yes. There's a there's so, so many things that we have to be grateful for. And honestly, during the pandemic, you know, this is hard for everyone. Who wants to get up and spend all day doing your job through a video sitting in one spot? Who wants to have your kids downstairs struggling doing their schooling? Who wants to deal with masks and hand sanitizer and vaccine, you know, it's a lot. And even people that have a really strong, good, healthy, you know, lifestyle are feeling challenged. It's easy to complain. <laughs> my, my daughter is, is a psychotherapist and she, you know, everybody she knows, they all are, have a waiting list because everyone needs to talk to somebody right now. Yeah, people that were isolated to begin with, you know, think yeah. about that. Talk yeah. about isolating them even more. Mm -hmm. Even in the midst of this pandemic, right, so much we could be thankful for. We might have to look a little harder for it. That's right. But it is there, even though we might not be feeling it at the time. It's there. And you talked about the journaling, and I'm a journaler as well. And you're right, looking back, you see so much that God did that we forget. That's right. I always say, I'm never going to forget this, Lord, but guess what? I always do. I mean, it's just human nature. The Israelites went through the Red Sea that was opened up for them, made dry land. Then it went down and closed itself at God's command on all their enemies and took them out. And three days later, they were grumbling and complaining. Yeah. It's, yep. it's what we do. They forgot. I know. I remember thinking those stupid Israelites, like, yeah. are you kidding me? But then yeah. I'm like, well, all right, Rebecca, take a look at yourself here because <laughs> God's done some pretty amazing things for you too. And yeah. you've done the same thing. So yeah, I think we're all, we're all guilty in that area. They're in there and, for a reason so that we can recognize <laughs> it ourselves. Yeah. And learn from it. Absolutely. Yeah. And speaking of journal, I just uh, want the listeners to know that you and I, we do have one uh, free journal for someone to 
write whatever they're grateful for in or prayer or anything God's done for them. I'm going to make that available on my One Little Candle website, and I'll, I'll direct them to that later. But we do have a free journal awesome. for one of our listeners, so I'm looking forward to giving that away. Can you leave us with um, some word of encouragement, especially for someone who, again, feels anything but thankful right now? Yeah, um, I've been through some extremely traumatic seasons in my life, but the thing that's coming to mind uh, to share is this. So years ago, I was married and my now ex-husband became an alcoholic. And those years were just riddled with so many gut-wrenching emotions, overwhelming depression, exhaustion, anxiety, and, and a deep and profound heaviness. I had children to take care of. I had a job to go to. In this angry, verbally abusive one minute, and suddenly kind and calm and thoughtful the next minute person was suddenly taking our entire family on this roller coaster ride. <clears throat> and the thing was, we didn't even know when it would start and when it would end. And can you imagine someone just taking you and throwing you into a roller coaster seat and locking it, <laughs> you oh. in? Yeah. against your will and starting up the engine that takes you so quickly to where you're out of control and fearing for your very life. And then as suddenly as it started, you were back in your day walking along quietly again. But knowing that any moment that whole thing would start again, that's what it felt like. It was a dysfunctional home life that was toxic and chaotic and to be honest, simply horrible. But mm. pray God, that right before that happened, because before that, we had a nice marriage, and it was very difficult to understand why this was happening, but right before that is when I met Jesus and accepted him as my Lord and Savior, and so I had a place to go. I had a place to look above the chaos and a place to hope. I, I had a personal relationship with God that became my foundation and my strong tower, and he was my defender, and he was my strength. It was God who helped me to meditate on the good, even in the midst of the difficult. And and I remember thinking this this one time that I heard God prompting me to this scripture in Philippians 4, 8 that says, whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever's just, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about those things, right? So it yeah. means that the mind is the starting point for behavior. So God challenged me to find the good, even in this horrible mess. And as I did, he even had me praying for the good things that God had given my ex-husband to use for his kingdom, even though he never did, never came mm -hmm. to him. Those talents and attributes were good. And so I thank God for those things. And then I was challenged to pray for change and healing in the bad things, for freedom, in the things that were overtaking this person that I once loved, to love the person, um, but not the behavior, to love the difficult one enough to take him to God in prayer. Mm -hmm. And I was able to get to a place where I found good in the one who was hurting me and our family. And I thanked God for those things. And then I prayed for the behaviors that had taken him over and for the hurts and trauma that I realized had led him there. And I let go of what I couldn't control, and I took a hold of what I could. And for yeah. me, that's how you rise up with gratitude out of a bad situation. 
There you go. And I am sure that was not easy for you, right? You had to make a deliberate choice. Oh, yeah. I well, Right, I, rise above your feelings, I'm sure, right? Yeah, I knew I heard God correctly, but I did fight with him a little bit, to be honest, in the beginning. Um, it, I didn't want to. I did not want to pray for the person that was hijacking the life that I had had. Um, but God clearly showed me that... Um, you know, I needed to obey what he was asking me to do. And when I did, my heart changed. It's not that suddenly I felt different. It's that my heart was loving him with the kind of love that Jesus loved me. Mm. And it didn't mean that I could live or enable any bad behaviors. As a matter of fact, eventually we had to have him leave the home. But during the time that he was there, it meant that I could love him with agape love something bigger than what I could do on my own. Wow. Yeah. And I pray that, you know, again, if you're listening, you're out there and you're having a really difficult time in your life right now, check out a cup of gratitude, check out Amanda's podcast. She has interviewed people who've been through all kinds of very challenging and difficult life situations and have right through the grace of God, by the grace of God, been able to find gratitude in the midst of the worst of things. Yeah, and God God made them and me, and I think anyone that goes through those things, when you allow him to walk alongside you and and you begin to do things the, the way that he has said is best for you, um, he strengthens you and he then will use you to be able to reach other people who are struggling in the same way that you were exactly because when you went through all this you know in your house and your home with your marriage and god was preparing you at the time yeah yeah and unfortunately like you have said in the valleys is when we learn the most right right um god is preparing us for something and it's it's to comfort others that yeah. that's a big thing to comfort others in their time of need because people we we tend to naturally relate to someone who's been through something at least similar to what we have. Yes. Um, their words somehow mean a lot more when we know that they have been through it and they can empathize with us. Yeah. I recently interviewed someone who had that experience and they were ministering to someone else. Um, and, and as the other person explained what they had been through and then they shared that they had as well. And the young lady said, you mean I'm not alone? <sighs> Wow. It's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Because what a terrible feeling, right? To feel as though you're alone. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So, Amanda, tell us a little bit about where can people find you? What do you, um, and, and please, if you want to plug in your book, please talk about your book. Um, um, I'm going to give you well, time to just share some more. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't want to plug anything, but I can tell you what's out there if you're interested. So, okay. um, I'm one of those enigmas where I do have social media platforms and have a lot of things out there, but mm -hmm. I'm not out trying to make money or do anything that brings any attention to me. What I'm actually trying to do is let other people know about this amazing God that I serve and, <laughs> and, um, yeah. and give him glory through yeah. sharing yeah. everything I can, however I can, wherever I can with what he's given me as talents. So, mm -hmm. um, but with that said, so uh, my son and I have a company. It's called Footbridge Publishing House. 
and you go there at footbridgepublishinghouse.com. If you go in the book section, there's live links uh, to the two books that I've done, Amazon and Barnes and Noble live links, but you can look them up anywhere as well. Um, they're at all major booksellers and a couple in-person bookstores that are local. The first one's called Crumbled, A Place for Broken People. And it was, um, that is where the excerpt of the Valley of the Dry Bones that you talked about was from. Right. Um, I used to have a blog. And so there were these uh, bits of stories that I took from the, the blog that I had done of sharing things from my own life where God showed up or taught me something new or gave me hope um, through difficult times. And you can read my story, but then there's room for you to write. And I ask you questions kind of like on my podcast that, that get to maybe pivotal things in your life. So it's a, a two for one, uh, it's kind of interactive uh, book. And then um, the other one's called Daily Instoration, like Instagram. Um, and that actually came right from my feed of Instagram. There's pictures in, it, it's very much kind of like a book form of Instagram. I found a bunch of people said that my Instagram was inspiring and encouraging. I was just going to say that. Thank definitely. you. Yes. And so they were kind of prompting me to do something more. And I thought, you know, Instagram can be gone tomorrow. So maybe I'll just try this out. So the cool thing about this one is that it is, it's like a coffee table book. It's fun and, and, and it's bright and colorful um, as well as having some things in there that are very encouraging and inspiring. Uh, but the neat thing is the forward in that book was a compilation of things that people who followed my feed had to say about me or my feed and how, what it meant to them. So um, that one's really different and you can, uh, like I said, pick those up through Footbridge Publishing. Uh, my podcast can be reached a few ways, but the easiest is if you go to a acupofgratitude.buzzsprout.com. It's a website where you can download the episodes right there, or you can choose from any of the major listening platforms like Apple or Spotify and those types of things um, from there as well. And then on Instagram, you can find me at a cup of and then underscore gratitude. And that account is really fun and diverse. It's not just about the podcast, but about all the places in my life where I find that I'm grateful or I see something inspiring. And I think it's encouraging and down to earth. Yeah. What stands out to me with, with a lot of your Instagram posts is you are observing God. <laughs> Yeah. in the little things and the daily things and the everyday and the, even the mundane. Yeah. And it is, it is very encouraging. And I think it's a good reminder for us that God is present in all things. Yeah. It's funny because today I'm just reading along in Exodus. I restarted the Bible again and I just happened to be at the spot where they're talking about um, the tabernacle. And that led me to a different place in Romans long Long story, I go down rabbit trails, but the bottom line is I was reading about how people in Romans, they don't have an excuse because God is ingrained in everything that he's created, who he is, and you merely need to observe the things that he has made, and you know that there is a God, and you know things about his character, and so that there was no excuse um, for these people not to know who God was, and, and it really hit me, wow, yeah, you know what, I think before I 
was born again, I realized there was all of this beauty and all of this wonder in things. I just never attributed it to anything, you know, and I never mm-hmm. thought about how could it be so beautiful and so wonderful. And, <laughs> you know, I just never thought about it. So I, I think, you know, when we look at a sunset or we see this morning, this little tiny ladybug landed on me. And then I saw she had all these droplets of water on her spots and it was just amazing, oh, wow. like mind blowing. <laughs> I was like, I think I called it dots on spots or something. I don't know. It was just mind blowing. <laughs> how beautiful it all was and teeniest little details on the teeniest little thing, you know, or you look at, you look at the weeds, quote unquote, that are out there and the beautiful flowers that are on these tiny little weeds. If you pick them out of the grass, Mm -hmm. you know, I did a blog post several years ago about the wildflowers in the grass that I never noticed before. Wow. Yeah. It's like, wow, God, like put such detail into these and they're hidden in the grass and they're going to be cut down with a lawnmower. (laughs) trampled on but yet but yet right god took the time to put this beautiful detail into them and just how often do we just Mm -hmm. we don't notice yeah we don't notice and like you said the sunset i remember the other night seeing the sunset and i said god thank you for painting the sky so beautiful tonight it's it's all him yeah it's all him so anyway if you want to that's how you can get a hold of me but um i thank you so much rebecca it was such an honor to come on your show and um i'm praying for your new endeavor and i i I wish you the the best um with this i just simply love it i i can't get enough of um, being able to connect with people and all the ways that it's providing and i'm sure you'll find the same you know that is one thing i have found i said that to my husband i said very least i said with this podcast i am meeting so many amazing people yeah and and in the process not only am i people like you i'm being encouraged yes this is helping me more than anybody yeah <laughs> as i take this this uh journey which is i don't know if it could become a full-time job it's uh it's crazy isn't it but but God is good. Um, God has a yeah. plan, and I'm just going to keep showing up behind the mic. One person hears it, and it changes their life or makes a difference in their day. I've succeeded. That's right. That's right. That's God. all it takes. That's all it takes. That's, that's all it takes, yeah. I mean, the cool thing is that when you, when I was hearing you say how blessed you are as well by it, when you step out, even when you don't know what you're doing, and you do what God's asked you to do, and and that's for his kingdom and sharing him and blessing others. You get blessed too. And it's not why you do it, but right. boy, is it a but cool, is it a cool thing that he does that he blesses you? A little, a little extra perks. Absolutely. <laughs> so, but again, I, I, I appreciate you taking your time. I know you're, it's very busy. Um, you, you are just exploding here and I, I see God's hand upon you for all of this and you can come back anytime. Well, thank I love you. To keep sharing you, but thank you so much, Amanda, for coming on today and sharing your heart and encouraging our listeners. Thank you, and Rebecca, I'm going to have to have you on, so we'll have to Absolutely. we'll have to make some arrangements. Okay. Thank you. Thank you again, Amanda. God bless you. Thank you. Happy birthday. Have a great day. I will. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Were you as encouraged and inspired as I was by that interview? Amanda, thank you so much again for taking the time to chat with me. You truly are an inspiration, you and your podcast.
I just wanted to quick share a little something that Amanda says at the beginning of her podcast. She talks about the question, is your cup half empty or half full? But then she goes on to say something profound. She says that she thinks a better question is, what's in your cup? And then she goes on to say that one drop of gratitude will benefit your life unimaginably more than a full cup of anything else. I love that. And she's right. It's because of the hope of Christ that it makes it possible for us as believers to be able to have a heart of gratitude, even in the midst of very difficult and challenging circumstances. And Amanda's podcast, A Cup of Gratitude, does a wonderful job in fulfilling its mission and its purpose. And that is to encourage people to look at things in a different perspective. It will challenge you and it will grow you in your faith. Check it out. Listen to the stories of people that that she has on her show who share their own challenges and trials and how they were able to find gratitude in the midst of those. And again, don't forget, we have a free journal for one of our listeners. Just log on to www.onelittlecandlepodcast.com and the box is right there to fill in your first name, your email address, and that will qualify you to be part of our random drawing this coming week because it really is helpful to write those things down, write down what we're thankful for. I also have a gratitude list actually on my website as well that, again, um, bonus resources available for my email subscribers as well. Okay, so for song of the day, actually I have three songs for today. The first song is called Grateful. It's by Elevation Worship. The second song is called Thank You, Lord by Don Moen. And the third song is 10,000 Reasons by Matt Redman. I will have the links to the songs on my website as well as in the podcast description. And you will also be able to find links to Amanda's book, her podcast, and where to find her on social media. Definitely follow her because she truly will encourage you and inspire you to live the life that God has intended for you. So how can you be that one little candle? How can you keep your flame burning bright? Burning bright for him? an attitude of gratitude, a grateful heart. Be intentional this week in looking at your trials and your difficulties in a different light. Find just one thing. Start with one thing that you can be grateful for. Even though I know there's many, just start with the one and focus on that. And I know God will be pleased when you do so. And your load will feel a lot lighter. Thanks again for joining me today. Take care and God bless.